Hey, welcome back. My name is Rob Wan. This is the Great Date Guy podcast, and let's talk about the most attractive mindset for men. This is a quick disclaimer. This is a heteronormative conversation. So if you feel excluded from this particular podcast, know that that's not done intentionally. That is the only point of view that I'm qualified to speak from. The second thing to note that is that if you are a pickup artist wannabe, if you are one of those alpha alpha bros, get the fuck out. This is not the space for you. You're not welcome here. Are they gone? Okay, perfect. If you're still here, you're part of the inner circle. Welcome. Let's cut to the chase. Now in this podcast, we're going to be walking a very fine line because on the surface, it's going to look like I'm telling you to be a dominant bro, which I'm not. (laughs) But on the surface, it could be easily misconstrued. Now, the problem with this is that we're going to be walking the line between selfishness and assertiveness. And I'm going to distinguish the two like this. With selfishness, I don't care about anyone besides me. Your opinion doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck. I am my first and only priority. And if I happen to have some scraps left over, I'm going to pass them your way. I think that's a shitty way to run in a relationship. I don't want someone to be operating in a relationship where they're completely subordinate to my wants and desires and they don't get anything out of it. That sounds like a horrible time. Now, if this person's an extreme submissive and that's something that they get off to, yeah, I could be on board with that. But for a standard relationship, for the median relationship, that's not really what we're gunning for. Now, on the other end, we define assertiveness as knowing what you need and what you want in the moment and being okay with advocating for it. Now, this is attractive on a number of different levels, which we're going to break down right now. Now, many of the women that I've worked with, a lot of the women that I've dated are relatively high profile. They work in positions where they work with a lot of people. They're in charge of businesses. They run their own enterprise, right? They're the CFOs of large corporations, whatever the case may be, they are powerful women. And the thing about powerful women, in fact, the thing about many women is that they're not allowed to tell you that what they want is a guy to be dominant and in control because it spits in the face of many, many generations of successful feminism. And yet the desire is still there. And it makes a lot of sense. Whether you're a guy or a girl or something in between, whatever you identify as, if you spend all day making high-stress decisions, the thing that you want to do when you get back home is defer that decision-making to someone else. Let someone else take the reins and create the experience I would like to unwind. And this level of dominance, assertiveness, and control, it's kind of reinforced culturally There's additional backing and evidence of this being a cultural trend, at least within the United States, by the rise of the BDSM scene. Now, more than ever, women are choosing to participate in this scene. Why? Because it reinforces those gender roles. You have the slave role and you have the master role, the dominant and the submissive, the top and the bottom And at least from what I've seen, the vast majority of women prefer the bottom or the submissive role. 
Now, the assertiveness portion is very, very important. It's very important that what you decide to do is self-generated and not based off of people-pleasing or acquiescing. So you never actually, ironically, want to take on this behavior because it will make you more attractive, because women like it more. No, wrong, people-pleasing, bad. (laughs) Because when it comes to people-pleasing, it's really easy to lose the sense of self, of who you are. When you do things specifically for the purpose of making other people happy, and that's it, you lose yourself to that relationship. You stop mattering and you're literally training that other person to disregard your value because you yourself are setting it aside at every turn. So people pleasing can become a very dangerous situation very quickly if it's taken to that extreme. Now every once in a while if you do something to make sure that someone else has a good day that just makes you a good person but you want to make sure that you don't step over that line too much because Again, at a certain point, if I refuse to be assertive and take care of my own needs, that's going to leave me deeply unfulfilled, empty, blaming the relationship for that state of being, and then eventually feeling resentful, and then the relationship will probably tank or explode or whatever comes at the end of tension-filled relationships where someone's needs aren't routinely being met. And the worst part of all of that, the worst part is that it will be your faults for having created that situation for yourself. Now, I speak about that with a degree of certainty because for many years, and this is something that I'm still combating, I was that person in relationships. And people would just walk all over me and take me for granted. And it wasn't their fault at all. I created that for me. So the next question that you want to begin asking yourself is, okay, now I know it's important for me to be assertive, but how do I do that? Because for a lot of folks, especially the alpha pickup artist bros that we just kicked out of the session in the very beginning, the idea of being assertive means that you get to disregard what everyone else wants. You just be really loud and you shout your opinion over other people and that means that you win. You always have to be right. And that's just a toxic, shitty way of operating within a relationship. And again, we're not about that life. So now that we know what it's not, what is it? Really, And this is the part where it gets a little bit nebulous, a little bit undefined, because unfortunately, I can't tell you what it is that is the most fulfilling thing for you. It's going to be up to you to discover. And for me, a big part of this process is beginning to understand who you are in isolation, when there's no one else around, when and, and this shows up in my court all the time. When when I'm by myself, I'm hit with this sense of loneliness. And only recently have I begun to sit down and think about that loneliness. Why is it there? Well, because I rely on other people to set the agenda. Because I'm lazy about this, I'm essentially just using these people as a crutch. They're finding opportunities in the environment. They're planning things. I'm coming along for the ride and I have a good time. But what I'm really avoiding when I feel lonely is going out into the world and finding the things that are fulfilling for me and only me. And what you enjoy might be fucking weird. 
it might be off the walls, bizarro, random shit. The other day I took a bath and I just like ripped open a bag of frozen mangoes that I got from HEB and I was just eating them there like a fucking degenerate. And that was a really good time for me. Would I have done that with anyone else around? Probably not. I would have been too ashamed. But if I brought that up to the person that I was dating, how likely do you think they would be to join in on that with me if they knew that that was something that I found delight in? Probably pretty high. It's like when we find a really excited group at a party, right? We want to join in. We want to be a part of that energy because when we participate, we get to feel like them as well, right? There's something here that must be good. I want to be a part of that. The reality of this situation is whatever they're doing is actually irrelevant. It's their belief about whatever it is they're doing. If you had a group of friends that got really ridiculously hype about leaves falling off of trees, probably the most mundane thing in the world, you can bet your ass that you'd be able to get really hype about the same thing too. What it is that you're doing is irrelevant. It's all about the energy that you're bringing to the situation. So to give yourself the best possible shot at being successful in relationship, to give yourself the best possible shot at being more attractive than you already are, you must first understand who you are and what you enjoy independent of other people. So I invite you to listen to the weird whims that your brain pops up with at two in the morning and maybe for once in your life, try it out and roll the dice and see where it carries you. And when you drive by a store that your brain suddenly lights up around and you get that little craving, you just want to check it out and see what they have inside, I invite you to ignore the other voice that tells you that you're too busy and you don't have the time and we'll just circle back tomorrow. No, go and do the thing. Hone your intuition, start listening to what it is telling you to do and go live your adventurous, crazy life or do weird shit. And if your idea of a good time is going to the grocery store at midnight, sitting in the cake aisle and reading the ingredients and that genuinely lights you up and has you feeling fulfilled, fucking go do that. And you may just happen to find that there's someone in the cake aisle doing the exact same thing because that's how they get their cakes. And maybe, just maybe, you end up dating that person and having babies that are also obsessed with ingredient lists. I don't know how your story goes. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. But if you want to be the most attractive possible version of yourself, then your first step is, in going, <laughs> is going to involve giving yourself permission to take control, to roll the dice, to do something that might be weird or look bad or completely stupid. And bring someone along for the ride. Or just begin doing it by yourself. And live a life where you're excited to be single. Where someone has to win you over in order for you to consider being inside of a relationship. Because you're having too much of a fucking good time being single. And when you can be in that space, you will be irresistible. Irresistible to your future partner. And once you've deeply understood yourself, once you've deeply understood what's fulfilling for you, 
and what you care about, what you value, what you need inside of a relationship, then it's up to you to be assertive about getting those things. And that is what attractive masculinity is all about. And that's all the time that we have for today. My name is Rob Wong. And if you got something out of this podcast, definitely take 10 seconds, rate this podcast. That goes a really long way for me. And that is all the time that we have for today. We'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time.